Welcome to Respiratory HQ's Journey to Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Peel, and I'm so excited to be here and to be able to talk to future RTs and help provide tips so that you can navigate through respiratory therapy schools successfully. If you're just joining us, we spent the last several weeks talking about study strategies because oftentimes when students start in respiratory therapy school, they quickly learn that whatever study skills they brought with them might need to be honed into something more effective. So we had guest speakers come in and talk to us about study strategies that they have found successful through their first year of respiratory therapy school. Then right after that, we did a podcast on workflow and time management. And today it's time to start talking about tests. Specifically, I want to talk about understanding test anxiety and some anxiety reduction strategies. So before we actually delve into this topic, I want to assure you that test anxiety is normal and everybody experiences it to some degree, even me. There have been times that I have gone to recredential in my TMC or my clinical sim, and I experience a little bit of anxiety when that test starts. So it's absolutely natural. And actually, it's good for you because low amounts of stress can actually induce better performance on the test itself. But there are actually two types of anxiety that students can experience around test taking. One type of test anxiety typically stems from a student having maybe less than effective time management and study skills. And that type of anxiety can usually be overcome through a student developing better skills that actually improve their test scores. So we're going to spend some time today about talking about test taking skills. The other type of anxiety that students experience often stems from thoughts, feelings, and physical responses that happen during the actual test, and we're going to spend time talking about that as well. So let's talk about test-taking strategies, and the first thing before we talk about actually taking the test, we have to prepare for the test. So preparation can mitigate a lot of your anxiety. So let me tell you a story I'm telling on myself about lack of preparation and the type of anxiety it leads to. So when I first started teaching 25, 26 years ago, I remember this so vividly because I fell flat on my face. Um, I had a, to give a lecture. The first lecture was chest x-ray interpretation. And I was a pretty good therapist, had worked several years in the ICU, had seen thousands of chest x-rays, had talked to the doctors and felt really comfortable about my knowledge base as far as chest x-rays were concerned. Because, you know, I worked in the unit, I should be able to teach students how to read chest x-rays, right? Yep, that was my first mistake, not preparing that lecture. So I walked into the classroom very confident. All right, let me not lie. It wasn't confidence. It was cockiness. Walked into that classroom very cocky about my knowledge base. When I should have walked in, having had the intellect to have properly prepared. So I start lecturing and about five minutes into it, a student asked a question, and I didn't know the answer. Probably would have known the answer had I done a little preparation. So I keep going. I, you know, my heart starts racing then because I realize that 
I haven't done a good job with my preparation. My, so my heart's ba- beating really hard, and I'm starting to get a little shaky. And another student asked a question, and I didn't know the answer. So by this time, I'm starting to sweat. I'm breathing faster. I'm shaking. Those of people that know me know that when I get nervous or angry, I splotch. And when I say splotch, I don't just turn a little bit red. I break out in hives. And so I'm up there sweaty palpitating, breaking out in hives. I was just a ball of anxiety and all of that could have been minimized had I at least taken a little bit of time to prep for that lecture. So take a lesson from me students. You need to prepare for your test. So let's talk about good preparation skills. So in preparing for an exam, The first thing that it would be nice to know is what type of exam you're taking. Understanding the structure and content of the exam is very, very important. If your instructor hasn't told you what type of exam it's going to be, just ask them and they will because there is a different level of studying for short answer exams versus multiple choice exams. Let me give you a good example. And if you're a first year student, you've probably already gotten to this area. So there are two primary methods for the production of oxygen. One is fractional distillation and the other is physical separation. So if you're studying for a short answer, you're going to have to put a lot of time into writing that out, spelling it right, or at least being phonetically correct. And that is a very different level of studying than being able to identify those two means on a multiple choice exam. So as you're studying, knowing the structure of the exam may change the methodology in which you study. Second thing that I would suggest you do is to always start with your lesson objectives. Make sure you can answer them because if you can't answer your lesson objectives, you haven't spent enough time prepping for that exam. Go back and spend some more time in the content. So basically knowing the structure of the exam, being able to answer your lesson objectives and studying in advance. You don't ever want to put off studying until the night before because quite honestly, if you're studying the night before and you haven't studied before then, you're just memorizing stuff. You're probably not studying with the ability to understand. You're just hoping you can cram enough knowledge in your brain to be able to pass the test. And that the bad thing about studying like that is that you never retain that stuff, all that knowledge. You only retain just a little bit of it to pass the next exam, and then you dump it out of your memory banks. And unfortunately, respiratory care is going to build upon content that you should know. Each semester builds on top of what you've just learned, so you can't study and dump like you do in maybe some of your other classes that you've been used to. All right, so let's talk about the night before and the day of the exam. So you've done all your preparation. You're ready to go. You're not going to cram the night before the exam. Instead, you're going to try to get a good night's sleep, okay? If you don't know the information before the night before your exam, you're not going to learn any of it trying to study all night long. All you're going to do is not have enough sleep, be exhausted, and go into a testing situation not mentally at your best. So don't cram the night before. Get a good night's sleep. 
Don't drink any alcohol the night before, okay? You won't sleep good that way. Um, when you wake up, eat before you go. Eat before you test. There are studies that prove eating a good breakfast or a good lunch before you test fuels your brain. So make sure you eat and minimize your caffeine. So I always talk about this as if you're going to test first thing in the morning. It may be in the afternoon. But um, I'm a person that I have two to three cups of coffee every morning. I'm going to keep that routine. And if you're that type of person, I'd say keep your regular routine. But if you have never had an energy drink in your life, the morning of a test is never the right time to try a Red Bull or any of those kind of energy drinks. Just don't do it. Don't add anything into your system that's going to produce more of a shaky sensation, more of an amped up feeling than what that anxiety is going to do. So before the test and during the test, it is common for you to experience rushes of adrenaline. And the bad thing about this adrenaline is too much of it keeps the brain from thinking. It triggers that flight or fight response. You've got to learn how to control and recover from those adrenaline burst. So I'm going to tell you one thing that helps is some type of physical activity. If you get to campus and you have 15 minutes to spare, I would tell you to take a brisk walk around the building. Burn off some of that adrenaline so it is out of your system and doesn't impede your thinking as you're taking the test. Now, I've just told you to arrive early so you can take a brisk walk to burn off any excessive adrenaline. The bad thing about arriving too early is sometimes socializing right before that exam. Because if you happen to be socializing with a student that's not prepared or socializing, talking to students that are doing last-minute cramming, if they ask a question and you don't know the answer to it, you are going to have a rush of anxiety. So don't do that to yourself. I would tell you that if you arrive early, take a brisk walk, but don't do a lot of talking to people right before the exam because they're either stress studying for that exam or they're being really negative about the exam and you don't need either one of those things. Now let's talk about if you're taking the exam from home or you're taking an online exam. One of the things that you really want to do is to make sure your computer is updated. So probably the night before the exam, I would check over your PC and make sure there are no updates that need to be done. If there are, go ahead and get them updated. Because the worst possible thing that could happen as far as anxiety is concerned is for you to log into the in, in the morning to take an exam. You open up the browser and then all of a sudden the, the computer tells you you have an update that needs to be done. And it's going to take 15 minutes. And you are now stressing that you're burning 15 minutes of your testing time. So if you're taking an online exam on your computer, make sure your computer is up to date and working before you sit down to take that exam. All right, so now let's talk about actually taking the exam. So chances are you're going to have a jolt of adrenaline right at the onset of the exam. All right, so here's how you deal with that. Start by answering only the questions you feel confident about. If you know the answer to number one, answer it and go to number two. If you answer number two confidently, move on to number three. 
If number three is a question that you know is going to expend more mental energy, skip it. Don't answer it. Leave it blank. Highlight it so you can go back to it. So the good thing about tackling the test with this type of strategy is it gives you a little bit of time for your brain to recover from that shot of adrenaline and then you'll be able to tackle those more complicated questions after you settle down a little bit. Also, it creates confidence and positive momentum. You're going through that whole entire exam answering all the questions you know. You feel confident about that. And then by the time you roll back into those questions that you have flagged, you've calmed down a little bit from that adrenaline surge. And you're confident and you're more prepared to start now thinking about those other questions. You also need to watch the clock and pace yourself. Okay, um, never leave anything blank. Let's say that you get to the towards the end of the exam, you've got two minutes left and seven questions to go. This is a time you want to start guessing, but you need to be smart about how you guess. So I'll just tell you in respiratory, if any of your choices say increase flow, guess that answer. Because so many pieces of equipment that we utilize, any of their uh, problems that they have running, troubleshooting techniques, a lot of things can be cured or solved by increasing flow to that device. So there's actually a little saying that goes, if you don't know, increase flow. So if you're going to guess anyway, head your bets and guess increase flow. Now, I'm not going to tell you it's always going to be right, but there's a lot of times it might be. Um, and then also, if you're guessing anyway, um, choose C. Uh, this, if, a, if a person is just beginning to learn how to make an exam, oftentimes for whatever weird reason we like to put our answers as C. We don't want the answer to be the very first answer. We don't want the answer to be the very last answer. So usually the correct answer will be B and C. And for some reason, statistically, a lot of people like to put the answers as C. So if you're going to guess anyway, try to choose increase flow. And if that's not an option, just guess C. So proper preparation and test-taking skills can mitigate a lot of anxiety that you're feeling. So just acknowledge that anxiety is there. Prepare for reality. There will be some stress, but in fact, low amounts of stress can actually induce better performance. There may be questions that catch you off guard, but if you've gone through the test getting all the ones you're very confident about, by the time you go back to those questions that have caught you off guard, you've settled into the test a little bit. Um, it's normal to experience difficulty recalling some of the information you studied. That's why it's so very important that you answer the test questions that you know first. And then ultimately, I want you to recognize that while the test that you're taking is important by itself, one test shouldn't cause a failing grade in the class. So don't don't beat yourself up while you are taking that test. And that's a great segue into the next type of anxiety. You may tell me, you know, okay, I've prepped, I've studied, I've studied for hours, I've studied with a study group, I'm, I'm doing all the, the possible test-taking strategies I can, but I'm still suffering from horrible anxiety within the test. 
That's something a little bit different, and that's what I want to talk about next. So if you're having anxiety during the test, and you know you are adequately prepared, and you're following testing guidelines, then I'm going to tell you there are probably some external or internal factors that are triggering you. So let's talk about external factors first. Some of these external factors may be visual. So um, if students are getting up and turning their test in while you're still testing, is that a trigger? Other common triggers are um, the room becoming more and more empty while you're still testing or people turning the pages of their exam and making that type of noise or knowing that the clock is ticking away. So some things that you can do for these things. Maybe choosing your seat a little bit carefully may make a difference. Um, So ask yourself which seats might be less distracting or exposed to less distractions than other. Um, Sitting up in front of the room may keep you from feeling that the room is emptying while you're still taking the exam. Uh, Sit away from a window. Maybe that window is causing you to get distracted easily. And then avoid the temptation to look up and look around. Just don't do that. Don't look at the room to see those things that may actually trigger you. Okay, some people don't have visual triggers. They may have auditory triggers such as pencils or pens dropping on the table, backpacks being zipped up, desks or chairs being moved around, the sound if there's a clock in the room, hearing the clock tick, doors opening and closing as people leave, the sound of people outside of the classroom. So a lot of times when you're anxious, those noises heighten your sense of anxiety. So what can we do to keep you from hearing all of that. So maybe um, sit by something that potentially can drown out that noise. Um, can you sit up, up underneath an air conditioning vent or something that when the heat or AC comes on, it creates like a background or a white noise. Use some earplugs. I have students that bring earplugs to class when we're doing especially mock exams. That They don't like all that distraction of hearing people in the testing lab clicking the mouse to answer the questions. Get a pair of earplugs and see if that doesn't help you. Um, Maybe talk to your instructor and see if you can listen to music or white noise while you're taking the exam. That they may they may permit something like that to help and help you, and that may get rid of some of the auditory triggers. So let's talk about internal triggers because these things are a little bit harder to control. And you've got to do some thinking about them before you're actually in the midst of an exam and you have triggered or something has triggered an internal factor. So internal triggers can be um, feelings that are brought on by what you think. So for example, if you're in the midst of a test and you find yourself thinking things like how much brighter everybody else is than you, uh, the consequences of failing, thinking thoughts like I'm not ever going to graduate, why bother, Um, no matter how much I prepare, I'm never going to do well on the test, Um, I can't concentrate because there's so many thoughts racing around in my head. Those are all thoughts that trigger 
physical responses. So if you can sit back and think about times that you have been testing, and if those thoughts are in your head, what I would encourage you to do is try to write them down. Now even, you know, if, if, that, if you know these things are what you're thinking about during the test, go ahead and jot those feelings down. Because I think there has to be some kind of work done into that type of negative thinking. And different people do different things with these thoughts. Um, I know people oftentimes have mantras that they chant, that, that they tell themselves, breathe in, uh, breathe in calm, breathe out anxiety, um, that people chant things like calm down or all is well or it's not about you. For me, if I have these type of thoughts, because I think it's pretty natural for people to do that, we just don't like to talk about it, it helps for me to stop, identify that I'm having it, making myself stop and breathe. I breathe in for a count of five and I breathe out for a count of five. So the, the process of counting my breath kind of slows everything down. I can focus on the numbers rather than focusing on the thoughts. And that has a tendency to pull me away from those negative thoughts. But I'd write those things down now so that you can start talking more positively about yourself and so that when in the midst of an exam, if those thoughts creep in, you already have statements of truth. You know, of course, you're as bright as all of the other students. You got accepted into respiratory school based off of your scores and A&P and micro and having completed all the class. You are smart and you deserve to be there like everybody else. So if you can think of positive, true statements to combat those negative feelings, Perhaps during the test, you're going to be better able to handle those things. Um, other thoughts people have. They find themselves feeling um, different ways during the test. Some people are panicked. Some are depressed, nervous, disappointed, worried, angry, irritated, frustrated. Write those emotions down. If you can think of how you felt the last time you took a test, whatever thoughts or whatever feelings you were feeling during that test, write them down and think about them before your next test. I'm going to give you an example. Anytime I feel anything other than normal, if I feel sad, if I feel disappointed, if I feel frustrated, the first thing I ever feel is anger. I'm mad. It makes me mad. And quite honestly, it's not that I'm usually mad. It's something else. And I have to pause and I have to think about what am I really feeling. So if you can identify what you're really feeling and why you're feeling that, when it happens in the test, you'll have a better opportunity get to get a handle on it. Um, and then another thing you want to do is think about how you are physically feeling during that exam. You know, a lot of people have the same kind of physical symptoms, racing and pounding hearts, rapid breathing, they sweat, perspire, knots in their stomach, numbness, shakiness. All right, so if that's happening during the exam, you got to try to mitigate that sympathetic response. So I'm going to tell you what you do. Sit up straight and start breathing, setting your body up straight and breathing good, deep, 
breaths often slows that heart rate. It makes you focus on slowing your respiratory rate down, and then the shakiness will subside a little bit. It is about controlling that adrenaline shot. So try to make sure you think about, you know, you give some consideration on the thoughts you find yourself thinking, the emotions you are feeling, and the physical sensations of your body at the time. Okay, so now you may be saying, well, Tanya, I prep for the exam. I use all the test-taking tips that you've given us. I know what I'm thinking during the exam. I know what I'm feeling during the exam. I know the physical sensations in my body, but I am still having trouble controlling your anxiety. This is where I tell you that my expertise end. Okay, if you are still having intensive anxiety episodes during the test, you need to reach out for some more professional help. Your campus has resources for you. I know they do. Every college campus does. Reach out to those people and see if they can hook you up with some anxiety experts because there's a lot of different strategies to manage anxiety. There's visualization, meditation works for some. There's uh, progressive relaxation. I've read a lot about desensitization, and I think that sounds really cool. There's just a lot of different strategies that people that are more skilled in anxiety disorders can help you with. Um, maybe reach out to your family doctor and see what resources they have. And I'm not suggesting that you go get medicated for your anxiety disorder. I'm not saying that at all. Unless you need to be. And if you need to be, that's okay too. But I am saying that if you are incorporating all of these strategies that I've just given you and you're still having um, issues with anxiety, it's definitely worth your peace of mind to reach out to an expert and have them guide you for through some um strategies that minimize that anxiety, things that you can practice and gain expertise in before you actually approach the test so you can utilize those strategies within the test. All right, guys, lots of good stuff discussed here today. And if you're looking for a few other resources, let me tell you what I've got. If you go to my YouTube channel, Respiratory HQ, or my website, respiratoryhq.com, I've got videos called the do's and don'ts of test taking. And in those um set of videos there's actually another video that deals with example test questions so you can reach out on youtube or sign up for the hq toolbox on my website and there's a bank of three videos that will kind of talk about these test taking skills with examples but until then i'm going to go ahead and sign off for this week we'll meet again next week and in between that time guys i want you to study really hard implement these test taking strategies and try to minimize that anxiety. We'll talk to you next week.